0: Well, everybody. Welcome to episode 246 of the Ankeny Fanatic weekly podcast. As always, it is brought to you by our good friends at Coldwell Banker Mid-America. Coldwell Banker is rooted in the legacy of our founder, renowned businessman and philanthropist, Marvin Pomeranz. We continue to tell his story through our love of people, homes, and the communities we serve. Our integrity guides are focused to empower people to make the best real estate decisions possible. We pair local ownership and knowledge with the power of an international brand and the most advanced technology to elevate the customer experience and expectations. Our network of resources allows us to be the number one Coldwell Banker franchise affiliate in Iowa, guiding you home for over 30 years. All right, well, we're going to talk some bowling later on, but right now we're going to focus on boys swimming. My first guest is in his first season as the head coach of the Ankeny boys swimming team, and he has guided the Hawks to a 5-4 and four dual record, including a 3-2 and two mark in the CIML Conference. His team is currently seventh in the state power rankings with 3,329 power points. He is Dustin Rhodes. Coach, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having us. Hey, you bet. Well, your team is heading into the home stretch of the season. Uh, there are just four weeks and three meets left in the season. You know, Do you feel like your team is in a good place right now?
1: yeah it's a it's an exciting time for us uh with conference meets this week uh the jv guys are getting ready to go for tomorrow and we'll have a we'll get a chance to host the varsity meet on saturday which is exciting um but yeah once the holidays hit it's kind of the season goes really quick um we had a crazy stretch of meets in december which really challenged our team and um i think it'll will pay off all the experience we gained from that um but yeah it's just an exciting time um the varsity guys are still training hard and getting ready to rest in a in a couple weeks but um yeah conference meets is super exciting for for a lot of our team
0: yeah, it seems like you guys go from Christmas to the state of meet like in a blink of an eye, don't
1: you? <laughs> yeah, it, it goes pretty quick. <laughs>
0: well, hey, before we look ahead, I want to recap the season a little bit up to this point. Uh, your team has already faced many of the state's uh, top teams. Uh, you guys lost to number one, Waukee, on November 30th, And then you also lost to uh, number six, Cedar Falls, number two, Valley, and number three, Ames, before Christmas. You know, Now, did those four meets kind of show you guys where you need to be at the end of the season if you want to compete with those teams?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, you look at our conference, it's it's easily the best conference in the state. Um, everyone's pretty good. Um, it's always a challenge every every meet we have, whether it's at home or away. Um, I wanted to put together a challenging schedule for these guys and trying to face as many good teams as we possibly could to see a bunch of good swimmers across the state so these guys would, would see everyone and then be confident at the end of the year from the experience they gained of racing everybody. So, um, yeah, th- those teams were tough and good and... Um, you know, Waukee and, and Valley being one-two at the at the top is um, is good for our conference, and and we're not too far behind them. So um, it's been fun to compete against them, and we'll see them again this weekend. Um, but yeah, facing Ames and Cedar Falls was was good for us too. Both on the uh, or I guess Cedar Falls is on the road, Ames at home. But um, both those teams have quite a bit of depth, which is kind of what we've been working on. Um, we can put someone pretty good in every single event, but we really trying to get those two and three guys um, training hard and pushing hard to, to move up every single meet, but to, uh, our goal is at the end of the season for them to perform and, and help us score as many points as possible. So, um, yeah, we've, we've learned a lot, but I think the main thing is we just got to keep going and um trying to get better um every single day so
0: well waukee of course is seeking a fourth straight uh, state title uh, the warriors won last year's uh, state meet by 90 points over valley and your team also saw waukee at the sprint invitational on november 21st at ankeny uh, which was also won by the warriors you know have you seen enough from waukee to think that they're, they're probably going to win another state title
1: um i don't know if i can answer that like it it's anything can happen um mm-hmm. there's a lot of good teams in the state it's just comes down to who performs the best at the state meet which makes it exciting um obviously they're the three-time defending champs for a reason they're a really good team they have a really good coach um they have experience they have depth um but valley just beat them the other night and when we faced them we won quite a few events so i mean they're not they're not unbeatable um they might be the favorite i guess since they're still number one in the power rankings i think but um no, I'm just focused on my team, not really worried about other teams, just trying to help them do the best they can and, and just instilling confidence in them and, and having them believe in themselves and each other and, and and me as their coach and just work hard. And we're going to rest up when we when we get there. And, and we're going to swim fast. So just believing and trusting in that. And um, we can't control what other teams do. I wish we could. Our sport, we don't play defense. Um, so we could do everything right everything we possibly could and it might not be good enough but sure um that's why we have an entire season one 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 meet doesn't define our entire season although state is the most exciting um but i i'm confident these guys are they've been motivated all year they've worked hard um so i'm really excited for them to to get to rest soon
0: well, like you mentioned, your team will host the conference meet on Saturday at Trail Point. Uh, your team placed third at last year's meet behind Joaquin uh, Valley. And I would think this, this meet would be a good tune-up for the state meet. You know, what are your team's objectives uh, going into the meet? Are you going into it trying to score as many points as you can? Or is it more important to set your guys up for success in the next two meets?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, again, we're, we're facing a lot of good teams. So it's it's just a lot of good competition, good race. There will be a lot of good races. Um, just another a meet for these guys to gain experience and confidence. Um, a lot of them are going to be in at least one of the events probably. They, they might swim at districts. So, um, yeah, it's, it's fun. it'll be fun to host and um, just, again, trying to do the best we can and controlling what we can we can control, and that's just us, and we'll swim hard and swim fast and it's our last last meet for a lot of our awesome seniors in their home pool. I know we already had senior night, but um, most of our seniors are swimming in the meet this weekend, so um, it'll be fun for them to have an official final race um, in their home pool.
0: Well, your team will then compete in the district meet on February 3rd at Mason City. Now, I know your boys team hasn't been up there this season, but your girls team had a meet up there in the fall, uh, and they have a new pool up there, don't they?
1: Yep. Yeah, it's a a really nice one. We were up there twice with the girls, um, one for a dual meet and then one for regionals, their districts. So um, I'm excited for these guys to to go up there. It's a little bit of a trip, but we'll get them a nice charter bus and um, take care of them and get them ready to swim fast. So um, cool. Opportunity for us to see Cedar Falls again. Um, I think we're two really similar teams. Um, they got us at, at their home pool. And I thought on that night they were the better team. But um, I don't think they're that much better than us. And I'm excited for our guys to to load up and, and do our best and try to um, compete with them for a district title. So that'll be really fun and exciting. And again, the goal for that is just trying to get as many people into the state meet as possible. Um, And we got a lot of guys who on paper should make it and then a lot of guys on edge that will um, taper up definitely for that meet to try to get them into the meet to eventually then score us as many points as possible at the state meet. Now, is that a pretty good district draw for you guys, do you think? I mean, I, I, I'm pretty happy with it. It's, it's a different location, right? Like we're not going to Valley or Waukee or Ames who we've already seen. Yeah. We saw Cedar falls, but uh, different pool, different location. Um, and our meet against them was really close. And so um, I think we're all pretty happy with it. I think wherever we would have gone, we would have prepared for it and done our best and um, embraced it. And it would have been great anywhere we went, but um, yeah, I'm excited to, to go there and, and take these guys there because they haven't been because it's a, it's a really cool pool. So, Well, obviously your team
0: is hoping to peak at the state meet, which will be held on February 9th and 10th at Iowa City. Uh, Ankeen placed fourth at last year's meet with 160 points, uh, but that team was led by Lance Swanapool, who was named the swim athlete of the year uh, after winning both the 50 free and the 100 butterfly. And of course, he's now swimming at Wisconsin. Uh, but most of your returning state qualifiers are back this season. You know, So what do you think is a realistic goal for this team? Do you think you could be a top five team in the end?
1: Yeah, I think if, if all the pieces fall into place and we, we Rest up and taper well. I think, yeah, I think top five is a, is a great goal. And I think that's something that these guys wanted to shoot for at the beginning of the year is definitely to be top five. And um, I think they also wanted to prove that they're more than just Lance. You know, Lance was a great swimmer and an awesome, awesome kid. And um, I got to coach him a little bit this summer and work with him. So that was fun. But um, it's, a, it's still a team sport. And it takes everyone to do well to score as many points as possible. And, um, I think we have a lot of returning guys who have the experience, but then we have a lot of guys who are on paper, like I said, pretty close. So they'll rest up quite a bit to try to get into the meet, and then you got to make the meet first. I think districts is almost more nerve-wracking than the state meet because you got to get into the meet and get people in, and um, before you can, you know, even score points or make a final, you got to you got to get into the meet. So, um, but this group has a lot of experience and talent, and um, again, I'm just excited for them, and um, I know they're going to do well. So. Well, your team is currently ranked eighth in the 200 medley relay,
0: uh, your seventh in the 200 free relay, and ninth in the 400 free relay. So it appears that you'll be able to rack up a lot of points in the relays. Uh, Now, last year, Ankeny was able to get on the podium in all three of those relays, uh, placing second in both freestyle relays and sixth in the medley relay. You know, I'm, I'm sure you'd love to duplicate that feat, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, relays score a lot of points for our team. So, of course, we want to do the best we can in all three relays. But I think also in one or two of them, you know, we have a, a, a chance to compete for a state championship in those. So um, I think we are going to load up the relays the best we can. And we'll talk about that as a group. But um, I'll finalize that even maybe after districts going into state. It, there might be changes. I don't know, um, based on performances and, and, you know, rankings and whatever. Um, I'll look at all that data. But. Yeah, I mean relays are super important, um, and this group has put together some pretty good relays. That are, like like you said, they're top ten in, in all three, which is really neat. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll prepare to put the best people on the relays and go as fast as possible. Of course, your top uh, individual uh,
0: uh, place winner from last year is a senior Owen Schwabach, who's sitting here with us tonight. Uh, he placed fourth in the butterfly a year ago, and he's currently ranked fifth in that event. You know, do you feel like he's got a chance to contend for a state title.
1: Yeah, I think. You know, Owen's just got to control what he can control. Um, I think he's been an awesome leader for us this year. Um, He works hard. He's an awesome teammate. Cheers on everybody at meets. Um, Always up for a challenge, always up for racing. Um, So yeah, I mean, the ultimate goal, yeah, for him, for me, would be to win a state championship. But um, I just want him to do the best he can and have fun and enjoy everything, the whole. Journey and process, and you know he's come a long ways in eight years. Um, I've only I've been fortunate to coach him for one, I guess not even one, but one season. Um, but I followed his journey, um, and he's worked really hard and earned everything he's he's gotten. And um, I know he's going to con- continue to keep getting better. So yeah, I'm excited for his his last run here and to be with him along the way uh, along the journey. Um, and he's ma- made me a better coach. So just super proud of him and excited for him too. Well, we'll talk to him more about his individual
0: events here in a minute. But I know he's ranking the top 15 and three other events you know so he's a guy that could potentially score points in a lot of different places depending on how you you know want to use him so you probably have some decisions to make uh, you know with him as far as which events to go don't you
1: Yep, we, we've talked, and we'll, we're coming up with a plan for him. And um, the most important thing for him, like I said, is just to be confident and believe in himself. And um, I'm letting him kind of control and choose what he wants to do. I think he's earned that right because um, I know whatever he chooses, he's going to score a lot of points for the team. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the most versatile swimmers and fastest one of the fastest swimmers in the state. So um, he's helped us all year. Whatever I've put him in, he's done his best and scored a lot of points every meet for us. So, um, yeah, can't – excited for him so can't say enough about him of course uh, junior
0: Brock Peterson is your other highly ranked individual at the moment he's ranked 15th in the 200 IM he's 19th in the backstroke and 20th in the butterfly now he scored points last year in two events he placed 10th in the fly and 13th in the back but I know he has been focusing a lot on the IM this year so we kind of figure out you know how, how you're going to use him at the district meters that's still kind of a work in progress too
1: yeah i can't give away all of our secrets i don't know who's going to listen but um yeah i know brock's another guy who's he's a junior he's got a lot of experience he's worked hard he's been a good leader for us and um yeah he's had kind of three main events as most people know and have seen and um he'll kind of have a say too and i'll talk to him and we'll look at the the rankings and data and figure that out and finalize that but um yeah he's 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 gonna do well and again the main thing for him too is just to be confident in whatever he chooses to do and um i know he's he's he wants to do what's best for the team so and like all these guys do they want to score as many points as they can for ankeny and and that's awesome that makes my job easier um so it's kind of on me to to figure out what what lineup will will score the most and um you know, we'll put together something that I think will score a lot of points and we'll go really fast and have a lot of fun. So,
0: and you have some other individuals with some state meet experience as well, you know, in, in the individual events, uh, guys like Finn Stucker Jurgen uh, Nick Roby, Owen Evans, Andrew Law and Ro you know, do you feel like those guys have the potential to score some points as well?
1: Yeah, like I said, they, they have the experience. They've been there before. Um, so, again, we, we've got to get them into the meet for sure, but um, save some in the tank too for for them to try to make um, either the A or B final at state. So, um, yeah, really excited for them too. Um, again, this is a this is a team sport. I know swimming kind of gets the rep of sometimes of being an individual sport, but um, one of the things I like most about coaching high school um, is just the team environment, and these guys have been so great to work with. Um, I can't say enough about our senior class. They're just – from the very first day I took over, um, they wanted, they had goals and they were motivated to, to do the best they could. And, um, they're just awesome people who have made my life easy. And, um, I'll just remember just having a lot of fun with them. Um, they've just been a really easy group to work with. They work hard, but we also have a lot of fun and there's been a lot of, um, moments that I'll remember just, just laughing and smiling and just having fun. And, um, that's really cool. What well, should be fun in the next few weeks here, Coach. Thanks a lot for coming in.
0: I appreciate it, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. You bet. All right, my next guest is a senior on the Ankeny Boys swimming team, and he has signed a letter of intent to compete for Xavier, Ohio next year. He is Owen Schwabach. Owen, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Good to be back. Thanks, Dan. Hey, you bet. Was well, it hard to believe that there's just a few weeks left in the season? Does it seem like the season has gone by pretty fast? Very much so. Everyone keeps
2: telling me that, and I keep looking at my calendar like it's just coming up, and it's really hard to believe. Just got to plug through the rest of January.
0: Well, coming into the season, you were obviously the team's most experienced swimmer, and you had some big shoes to fill with the graduation of Lance, we talked about earlier. You know, I know you and Lance have different personalities, but as a senior, do you kind of feel like you need to step up and take over more of a leadership role for the team this year?
2: Yeah, I think all of our captains, we've all done a good job of uh, keeping people accountable, having people doing what they need to do. But I think Lance and I got along well, and I think I took some pointers from how he approached the team. And I think we can all put a little twist on that and all
0: influence the team in our own ways. Well, of course, you guys also had to adjust to the arrival of a new coach uh, following uh, Coach Justin Crouch's uh, resignation. You know, Did the transition to Coach Rhodes uh, go pretty smoothly? You know, What's he brought to the program?
2: It was. We really got going really quickly right out the gate. I don't know if I can give a fair comparison, right, one season and three seasons, but I've really enjoyed my time with Coach Justin. I've liked the
0: variety of our sets, and I think it was a very smooth transition that we made the right choice. Well, what question marks did you have about the team you know, coming into the season? With the amount of returning qual- qualifiers that you guys had, did you think you guys would be pretty competitive?
2: Yeah, for sure. I've I've a lot of faith in my guys and we're ready to kill and do what we need to do at the end of the season.
0: Well, we talked with Coach about your team's uh, tough early season schedule that included the four losses to teams that are ranked in the top six. You know, I'm sure you guys don't like losing, but do you think there was some benefit from those meets for your team? For sure. Getting to race everyone that you mentioned
2: and seeing what they can do and seeing their depth, it gives us benchmarks of what we need to be able to do by the end of the season, and I think we're well on our way to being where we want to be.
0: Well, hey, let's look ahead to the rest of the season. Now, I mentioned that you guys will be hosting the conference meet on Saturday. You know, what are you hoping to get out of the meet? What are your goals?
2: Just to have fun, right? This this meet, we kind of get a little goofy with it. All the conference teams do. So, I'm looking to just see my club friends again and have a good time at our last home meet at that pool,
0: which is crazy to think about as well. Well, considering that six of the top 15 teams in the state are from your conference, you know, do you feel like this is kind of like like a mini-state meet?
2: In a sense, yeah. I think there are some um, Eastern teams that are definitely contenders and that we get a race every once in a while. Unfortunately, our Linmar meet got canceled, but I think this will be a good, like, you're right, to see those top
0: teams again. Of course, then you guys will head to Mason City for the district meet on February 3rd. And, and because that is a new pool, you, you've probably never swum there before, have you? I haven't, but that's what's exciting about it. I love new pools,
2: right? Sometimes sitting in my own pool for championship meets make you me feel a little stagnant, right? I'm just going to practice again. So going to Mason City is going to be a blessing, and I'm really excited.
0: Well, as someone who has never been a competitive swimmer, you know, I wouldn't know the difference from one pool to another. But for you guys, can there be much of a difference from one pool to the next one? I mean, do you have to make any adjustments when you go to a place like Mason City that you've never been to before?
2: I don't know about making adjustments, but... But each pool has a different feel right like i could get nerdy and call t- go into all the different pool builders and stuff but like each pool feels different like the blocks the grip on them how the wall feels if there's a bulkhead which is like a movable piece or not that mm-hmm. moves the wall so every pool's got its own like kind of personality that you have to figure out as you're warming up
0: well, let's talk about your goals uh, for the state of meet i mentioned earlier that you placed fourth in the butterfly at last year's meet you've got a chance to become a three-time place winner in that event of course, uh, last year you accomplished uh, one of your goals by breaking the 50-second barrier at the state meet uh, where you posted a time of 49.99. Now this year your best time is 51.25, so do you feel like you're on track to go under 50 seconds again?
2: Very Yes, I think I definitely am. I'm feeling this, this that 51 you mentioned is a great benchmark of where, I, especially coming like from last season, that's a great place to be, and I'm really looking forward to what I can do and just meeting my own goals at this last state meet.
0: Well, after last year's uh, state meet that Lance told you that he expected you to follow in his footsteps, you know, by winning the butterfly this year, and of course, you would be Anthony's third consecutive champ in that event if you're able to pull it off. You know, I'm sure that's your goal, isn't it? For sure. I'm going to swim my own race and
2: do the best I can, and I'm going to have a lot of fun.
0: Well, you do have some tough competition in that event, though. Uh, Holden Carter of Iowa City West was the runner up uh, behind Lance a year ago, and he's currently ranked second in the state with a time of 49.90. Uh, Nick Rounds of Dowling Catholic is the current leader with a time of 49.75, and obviously, you might see him on Saturday at the conference meet. You know, so you're going to have your work cut out against those two guys, aren't you?
2: Yeah, for sure. Those guys are always fun to race, and it's always a kind of a question sometimes what they're going to swim on occasion, but we'll definitely see after districts, see where we are.
0: Well, let's just touch briefly on the other events that, that you're ranked in. Uh, you're currently ranked 8th in the 500 free, you're 11th in the 50 free, and 15th in the 200 free, and 24th in the 100 uh, breaststroke as well. You know, so you have a lot of different places that you could go for the state meet. Now you placed 6th in the 50 free as a sophomore, but you were a state qualifier uh, in both the 200 and 500 free as a freshman. So do you have a preference, you know, for which of those events you in might this go? This year,
2: I'm really leaning towards the 100 breast. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the event for me yeah. but no I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to figure it out by districts of course and we're just going to you know get out there and do what I can do
0: yeah, if you swim the rest, I'll be surprised. So. Oh, everybody would. <laughs> now, of course, uh, last year you ended up swimming in all three relays at the state meet after you DQ'd in the 50 free at the district meet. You know, But assuming that something like that doesn't happen again, uh, you're only going to be able to swim in two of the relays this year. Are you excited
2: about your team's potential in the relay events, though? Oh, for sure. Doing all those three relays is actually a lot of fun. And everyone, anyone who gets that opportunity, like they excel at when they can. And these, these relays
0: we have stacked up this year are going to do great things as well. I can feel it. Well, no, it was a tough situation last year when you DQ'd in that 53, I mean, was that kind of a learning experience for you though?
2: It definitely was. It was something I really hadn't done before at that level, but I had a lot of time to reflect. I had some awesome conversations with my family and stuff. Got some, like I did some mental stuff with my dad and, took some Michael Jordan like mental stuff and did like stuff like that but it was a learning experience and I think it really just motivated me right I've kind of left it in the past I don't think about it very often and I'm just excited to go out there and do it again this or not do it again do better this
0: year and there you go be my yeah All all right thanks a lot for coming in there I appreciate it and good luck the rest of the way thank you you bet All right. Well, my next guest is a realtor, Coldwell Banker, and she has been on the podcast uh, many times before, and she came in tonight on short notice. I appreciate that. She is uh, Rhonda Dix. Rhonda, thanks for joining me. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing well, Dan. Thank you for having me.
0: You bet. Well, hey, it's a little warmer today. That's good news, isn't
3: it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess you can call it warm, but hey, I guess, yes. There's always positive things to look forward to.
0: Now, when the weather was as bad as it was uh, for the last couple of weeks and I told you I hardly left the house because I was sick, but I mean, does business kind of slow down a little bit when it's that cold out?
3: (laughs) You know, a little bit, but I also think it gives people time to think. And regardless of, you know, whether you think anything's happening, um, now's the best time to, you know, plan for, you know, the spring builds and, you know, before you know it, summer's here. So, yeah, I mean, some of the behind the scenes is happening. It may seem like nothing's going on, but um, I don't know if you're paying attention but I know um, mortgage applications are up. Rates have been trending in the right direction. Um, they're, They're moving down. I think it's giving some buyers some confidence that have been sitting on the fence. And again, you know, 30 days goes really quickly in our industry, so, you know, I can't believe that we're almost nearing the end of January. So, wow, buckle up for hopefully an exciting 2024.
0: When you were telling me that spring is only 62 days away, so that's encouraging.
3: Okay, I might have Googled (laughs) that a little bit. Like I said, this forced hibernation is sometimes hard to sit still and be inside and, you know, do some of the things, the basics that aren't always fun. but at the same time, you know, it's good to be um, forced to slow down a little bit and enjoy some of the things around you.
0: Well, of course, we're entering 2024. I mean, uh, what's new at Coldwell Banker this year? I mean, do you guys have some new things going on?
3: We do actually um, kind of, we'll learn a little bit more this week. We um, have what's called our um, kickoff rally, which we usually get all of our um, agents together um, just to kind of talk about things that are coming. I know we're going to have some new marketing stuff coming as well. Um, We have some new faces around the Coldwell Banker offices, too. So, some new people as well as, you know, some people in new positions. So, again, exciting and and always wondering, you know, what new families you're going to meet and who's going to be your next client. And um, I know my phone's been ringing with repeat um, clients. In fact, I had lunch yesterday with a client that um, built with me 12 years ago. So, it's always fun to get those phone calls.
0: Oh, sure. Well, do you have any current uh, properties that you want to talk about?
3: We do. We do. Um, Exciting news is well too we um, just closed out Prairie Trail um, for MJ properties which that was a big project for us and um, now kind of moving our focus up to the northwest side of Ankeny Centennial Estates we've got three plots over there and right now we've got um, a new two-story plan that's nearing completion Um, we're just beginning flooring stage in that particular two-story it's it's a little bit larger um, 3,600 total square feet Um, that does include a finished lower level Um, has privacy in the back um, no neighbors directly behind you, daylight basement, um, a dedicated office on the main floor, a really cool butler's pantry in addition to an oversized Island. So four bedrooms there. Price on that particular home is $641,500. Um, we've also got a couple um, newer, smaller ranches coming at um, various stages of construction. Um, those everywhere from uh, one that's just over 1,400 square feet, and then the other one is just over 15, but both with finished basements, three-car garages. So price point on on the smallest one is four sixty dollars and then we have a, our next one at five twenty dollars so, yeah, kind of trying to hit um, different price points, um, keep keep people's budgets in mind, but also we have several gorgeous lots um, that we'd love to um, entertain building a custom home for you, too. Well,
0: those places sound great. Uh, you, you piqued my interest there with the butler's pantry. i never heard that. Before. Yeah. What's a, what's a butler's, well, pantry? <laughs> butler's pantry? Butler's um, pantry.
3: The pantry. A lot of times, you know, they're incorporated into the cabinetry, or they might be tucked off to the side and take space away. But this particular one actually has a pass through on the back side of the kitchen. Um, so again, it's tucked away. It's clean, but it but it's great size. So again, you can set up secondary appliances back in there, kind of the dirty appliances that people like to say, um, and then focus more on having more um, design space or cabinetry and entertainment space on the on the front side of the kitchen. So,
0: All right. Yeah. Well, if anybody's interested in any of those places you talked about, what's the best way people to get hold of you? Uh,
3: you can give me a shout on my cell, that number 515-975-3735, or, of course, email's always a great option, too. You can find me on the Coldwell Banker website. Um, my first name, Rhonda, um, last name Dix, at CBSDSM.com.
0: Well, Rhonda, of course, you took care of uh, Jennifer and I way back in the day when we bought our house yeah. back in nineteen. 19- so I, I can vouch that you will take care of uh, anybody that's interested in, in buying a new home. So uh, if anybody needs needs some advice, they should get a hold of you. I appreciate, appreciate you coming in. Thanks a lot.
3: Awesome. Thanks, Dan.
0: You bet. All right. Well, my final guest tonight is the head coach of the Bondurant for our bowling teams, and he's also an Ankeny resident. We're going to have him on tonight to talk a little bowling because his team's uh, faced Ankeny yesterday over there at a Great Escape and had a couple of close meets. So uh, we'll talk to him about that. He is Rick Dobish. Rick, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? I am doing great, Dan. Thanks again for having me on. I'm uh, excited to be back on Fanatic. Hey, you bet. Uh, always appreciate uh, your contributions. So you guys had a good meet uh, yesterday. Uh, I, I know everybody, Rod, is always interested in the lane conditions. How were the lane conditions yesterday?
4: <laughs> You know, lake conditions, as Rod would say, were uh, were a challenge. Um, what is what is great about that? And we tease, you know, because you know, Rod had, had gotten the comment last year from, from the Ankeny coach that and, and, and the lane conditions can be bad sometimes. They oil them in a pattern um, that if you ever went online, and I didn't know this until this year, that's kind of a real oily at the beginning and it kind of graduates to the middle and then the last third to a quarter is, is no oil at all. So I always love when we start bowling and I'll have and the girls never complain. The girls are awesome. But I'll have a couple boys come up and say man, coach, they're oily. I'm going to be really bad today. And then the kid next to him is just saying these lanes are perfect. And it never, never doubts. you You just know which kid, if he's having a bad day is going to blame the quote unquote oil. Meanwhile, the kid next to him is bowling you know, in the middle to 250. And he's like, I don't think they're oily at all. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I bowled a hell of a lot in my lifetime and never once until I got down here, you know, and, and, and never once growing up, did I have an adult say to me or or myself saying, God dang, I can't figure this oil out today. She's a son of, I mean, I've never heard that, but now it's, you know, it's, it's the trend. It's they're too oily or or they're not oily enough or whatever. So yeah, there's always got to, be an excuse but is bowling it's such a mental sport i mean it's it's crazy
0: well your team came away with a couple of wins uh, yesterday you guys took down the big dogs from my Those those big wins for
4: absolutely we've got <laughs> valley tomorrow night uh, i mean the great thing about bowling is is i wish every town had a bowling alley um but they don't i mean we bowl out of great escape in pleasant hill as does southeast poke um, we face valley tomorrow at warrior lanes and waukee so, you just never know where you're going to end up with, with, you know, teams and, and where they bowl at. So, yeah, we get, we get the big boys back-to-back. Back. So, uh, yeah, we're excited. Um, poke is the cream of the crop. I mean, my gosh, they must, uh, they must have a bowling alley in their basement over there or something, but they're pretty damn good. So
0: yeah, for sure.
4: Yeah. Ankeny's got some boys, uh, and girls. They just, you know, like everything, it's tough to, to practice. And it's not, it's not like you can pick a basketball up and go shoot it. You've got to get a lane and you got to spend a little money. So but going back to that, talking about lane conditions. You know, I've got, I've got some boys who have three or four bowling balls and I'm like, Boy, I never remember that growing up. You'd get a bowling ball, you'd go grab it out of the rack, and you'd throw it, and you'd do great. You'd put it back, and you'd go home. Well, those days are are long gone, um, at least for the the varsity boys and girls, for the most part. So, it's a, it's a little different. Cat, I'm glad. I mean, like I said, this is my first year doing it, and and growing up next to a bowling alley back in Burke, South Dakota, when it came up, I said, Oh hell yeah, I got I got to give this a shot. And I bowled a lot with my mom growing up, and and I said, Shoot. I mean, let's see what happens. And I'm loving it. I mean, it's a whole, as you probably know, a whole different cast of characters compared to head JV football coach. Um, You know, you don't do a lot of conditioning. Right. (laughs) You you don't run a lot of line drills. You uh, you know, there's not much you can do um, other than just encourage. It's a really big encouraging sport. So most of the kids, at least on the varsity boys, have – you know, bowled as much or more than I had at their age, and it's it's hard to, you just, it's a, it's a, just a sport where you say, just relax, because, uh, my God, it's, it's the most mental sport for young men, not so much for women, I love the girls, you know, they just bowl and have fun, but my God, I got a set of boys that, uh, and it's all of them. it's not varsity, it's, just, it's varsity and JV that are just, I mean I don't know I don't
0: know what to tell you it's like 12 Rod Brandons out there sometimes oh, I feel sorry for you well, yeah well I know you've coached some basketball in the past as well yes, Also yes.
4: football any other sports that you've coached um, well just growing up with the boys you know did the soccer and the whole the whole thing when they were growing up and it is you know eighth grade Ankeny Hawk basketball time and and uh, I had a chance to talk to Mike Baker when we were scheduling this this bowling meet and I miss it um, you know, I'm always going to miss it. I was in Fairway, uh, oh, probably 10 days ago, and there's three of my ex-eighth grade players that are now ninth or tenth that are working at Fairway on the south side, and hey, Coach Dobish. So, yeah, I mean, that uh, that's always going to be a, a pull for me, and who knows, I may end up back there again. Um, but, yeah, I, I loved coaching coaching that level, eighth grade C and D level, just having so much fun. So, but yeah, football... Um, yeah, I did ninth grade boys, or excuse me, ninth grade uh, baseball at Bondurant. I was a head coach for two years there when I first started, but yeah, I didn't enjoy not having a summer. Um, so I'm I'm stuck now probably with uh, with bowling and and JV football here for a while anyway. So.
0: Well, uh, like we mentioned, that was a big win for you guys uh, yesterday. How's that win compared to some of your big football wins? I know your football teams have been to the Dome before. I mean, taking down the big dogs from it what was that rank? (laughs) You
4: know, I did not add it to my resume when I got home last night. (laughs) It just wasn't one of those things. Um, You know, the Hawks are are, are 0-7. They are so close to getting their first win. They honestly should have beat us last night on the boys' side. I was, you know, pseudo. It doesn't matter who we're playing in and what sport. If I think the other team's doing good, I'm always going to cheer, and there was probably some of the varsity boys saying, "Wow, Bondurant's coaches," you know, just told me good job. Um, but heck, I mean, they they uh, they bowled they bowled good. I mean, I was I I, I had watched them once uh, when they bowled Southeast Polk, We were there practicing. Um, so I knew we had a chance, obviously. I knew they were struggling a little bit. But they came out of the gate, and, uh, you know, the Baker scores, which is the, 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 where, where every kid gets a chance to bowl, we had an 88-pin lead going into Baker, and they beat us 234-143, to in the first Baker, all of a sudden, we're down by 10. And I'm like, well, here we go now fortunately you know they were they were pretty hot in that first game they cooled off a little bit and we stayed somewhat consistent um to pull it out but uh you know it's it's kind of tough when you're imagine trying to coach boys and girls basketball at the same time i'm always just moving and and rod was there last night along with amy and you can just see that i'm just trying to see what's going on it's tough especially with jv girls going you got 16 lanes of of bowling going on at one time now, the girls have little cheers and stuff, so whenever I heard our girls cheering, like, you know, one, two, three, four, he, she had a strike, let's go, clap, 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 <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like the, That's not probably totally accurate, as Tony Rhodes would say. So that's just made up. So, um, but yeah, our girls bowled the best they had bowled all year, and that probably was was my highlight of the of the night because the boys did not bowl that great, but did pull out the win. So hey, you, you play bad basketball or baseball or football or whatever, and you still got the win. I guess you got to be
0: happy. So now you said you you tried to encourage like the Ankeny kids at, at times. So oh, is, yeah. is, is there
4: any trash talking that goes on? You know, they're they're really. And I shouldn't say that. Ankeny and it depends on the opposition. Um, we had a girl, and and I'll use the girls for example. I've got, I've got my, my best girl is uh, is a is a hardcore uh, Jackie Bass is a hardcore softball player. She's going to go play softball at DMAC. Um, and and when we were bowling Southeast Poke, she comes up to me and she says, Coach, and I said, What? And she goes. I'm going to get in a fight and I said no you're not and she goes you, you, well, you have some common courtesy in bowling it's kind of like basketball if somebody's shooting a free throw you don't stand in front of them you know they're supposed to be out of the lane well you know when you're getting ready to bowl usually you don't step up and be right next to somebody Right. and she, they had girls doing that and Jackie wasn't very happy about it and the, the kicker was Jackie said she had her hand on the air that comes out of the, the vent and the girl put her hand under Underneath Jackie's hand to get air, and the girl was done. She was coming back from bowling and getting ready to sit down. She put her hand underneath her for a second or two, just to so she was trying to. She try to intimidate Jackie. <laughs> well, you're going to intimidate Jackie, so boys' wise, not normally. Um, but I think I probably told you when we were having a beverage at one time. Um, we go to Sigourney, and this is this is one. If you guys are listening, I'll uh, you know, and you say you type the word Sigourney, then Rod Brandon will buy you a beer the next time you see him. If you uh, just walk up to Rod Brandon and say Sigourney, um, kids can 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 talk or or scream at any point during the bowling match. So Sigourney boys, six boys. If a kid gets a nine count, there's one pin left all five that were on the bench are screaming get it as loud as they can now you've still got seven lanes of bowling going on they had a small lane down in Sigourney but they're screaming at the top of their lungs get it and i looked at my boys and i said i said i i have read the rules i said that that's okay and they said oh hell yeah they said wait till we get to state and then not only are they screaming, but the parents behind her screaming. And, and I said, wow. I, I did not think it, I thought it'd be a little bit more of a gentleman's and ladies' sport. But yeah, it, it, now we didn't see that last night. You know, it's a lot of high fiving and good job. But with Sigurd, he set the bar pretty high for just screaming in an absolutely small bowling alley. And
0: you're just like, holy crap. I mean, it, it's, it's different. So well, if, if you guys are lucky enough to get to state, I don't know if you've been to a state meet anytime recently or not, No, but I've no covered more. a couple yeah. of them yeah. in a couple of places where, man, the people are just packed in there like sardines <laughs> yes. and and they're yelling and screaming and oh, it's yeah. just, it's so intense. I it, mean, it's, I mean, people would not
4: anticipate that. And, and we still have a, a fairly good following As is, you know, I think every school we probably had 20 or 25 parents and, and fans there last night. I call them fans. Um, but you I mean at a bowling alley? That's that's a decent sized number of people, and you extrapolate that by the entire state, whether it be boys or girls, and I can't imagine what you know those lanes in Waterloo are like with just packed full of people. Oh yeah. So somebody's got to experience that. You know, hopefully we can get a, a boy or a girl or a team to go there this year, so I can at least get a sniff of it. So I'm excited. Now, where will you guys go for your regional meet? Do you know, you know that's here's what I'll tell you about uh, about bowling is. You know, even from a school perspective, you got basketball and wrestling going on. We are, we are pretty far down from that per regards. So, they haven't even announced the, the spots yet. It's early February, but we don't even know where do we go yet. Um, our JV conference bowling meet, and Ankeny might be in the same predicament. I don't think so because we're not in the same conference, but just, just trying to get stuff scheduled. We were supposed to bowl at Air Lanes in South Des Moines. Well, we go down there and pulled Norwalk 10 days ago, and half of the bowling alley is under construction. And so the Norwalk coach goes, well, we aren't having conference here. I know that. I don't know where we're having it. And I just said, it's two weeks away. So we're still trying to – we we may not even have JV Conference. I was talking with the athletic director today, and, and I kind of put it in the – he's got so much on his plate, as you can imagine, as does all athletic directors with basketball and, and wrestling and getting ready for state. You almost have to be like a coach AD when you're in bowling because a lot of us will communicate to coaches and just say, can you make – does this state work? Um, and it, you, you do your best. Um, but, yeah, I don't know where the hell we're going yet. We're either going to go to, uh, sorry, we're either going to go to probably Oskaloosa um, or Newton, I think, from our from our level.
0: So well, yeah, I can't imagine what the last week has been like for these ADs having to reschedule all oh, these things brutal. with all the different levels, yes. different sports. I yes. mean, uh, I just can't even imagine.
4: But. Now, it would be nice if, and it's coming back. I mean, B&B's doing well. Uh, Great Escape does well. The, every bowling alley we've went to, well, obviously, they must be doing well at Air Lanes if they're reconstructing half of their bowling alley. Um but, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy sport that, you know, you really don't have a, a home lane, per se. Uh, when we bowled up at, uh, at Ames, um, three schools up there use that bowling alley as their home. Um, you know, like I said, going to Warrior Lanes. I think, I think this is Valley's first year there. I think they might have bowled somewhere else last year, but now they're out at Warrior Lanes with Waukee. Um, it's crazy it is but i'm glad they, they still do it i mean we, we've got some good bowlers and i know the ankeny boys and girls absolutely love the fact that you know they can participate and 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 you know, do good things it's uh i'm biased like i said growing up next to a bowling alley in burke south dakota and bowling nonstop from probably age five to probably age 16 17 and i kind of gave it up when i got to college and 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 out of you know out of college I should have picked it back up but you know I'm blessed I don't know how this came about in terms of why it did and and where it did but I'm I'm glad to be the head bowling coach at Bondurant for our high school. Well, sounds like you're enjoying it, so... Well, yeah, you know, and like I said, you get you get Rod Brannon and Amy Roberts, Rod from Shelter Insurance, a proud sponsor, Ankeny Fanatic, by the way, so sneaked out yesterday, and it was his first bowling match he'd ever participated in, and and he's a little sad he couldn't have a pop because pops are prohibited at... The pop that Rod likes are prohibited at uh, Iowa High School Sanction. I wondered about that, yeah, I wondered yeah. about that. <laughs> and he, he he did his best, and he he was able to... To, to take care of it. He got a, some vested interest in a couple of our JV boys that were doing their best. Um, yeah, he was cheering, and you could hear him. Yeah, way to go.
0: So, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, well, good. Yeah. Well, Rick, thanks a lot for coming in. I appreciate it, and you bet. good luck the rest of the season. Thank you, sir. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, you've been listening to the Yankee Fanatic weekly podcast sponsored by Coldwell Banker Mid-America. At Coldwell Banker, you're not one of many clients, you're our most important client. We listen to your needs to develop long-lasting relationships and provide the best services, professional support, and resources in the industry. We're constantly exploring new and innovative ways to elevate your experience and exceed your expectations. Our network of resources allows us to be the number one Coldwell Banker franchise affiliate in Iowa, guiding you home for over 30 years. I want to thank my guests again for coming in tonight. We had Ankeny Boys swimming coach Dustin Rhodes, along with senior swimmer Owen Schwabach. We had Coldwell banker-realtor Rhonda Dix. And then we finished things off with Bondurant Farrar, uh, bowling coach Rick Dobish. I appreciate uh, the time from all those folks tonight. And uh, come back uh, next week for another edition of the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast.